This is uh now this is a bit sentimental for me, JD. Money <laughs> money of mine would not exist if if it wasn't for this place. Precision funds <laughs> management, the founding partners with life of mine. Yeah, it's that's now right. Tra- money of mine. Trav we're, and I were real fanboys listening in. <laughs> <laughs> we're honoured. This, is, <laughs> this yes. is when we started going viral. Clates, weary. Uh, welcome, ooh, welcome to the first one. Oh no, Clates, you've been on the blower of money of mine, but we're here. Yes, we're here in true. the flesh today, which is um, fantastic. Without the cameras, I didn't want to. I, I, no. didn't, I didn't even entertain <laughs> asking. So maybe one yeah. day. Weary's got a face for TV, but I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> right now, JD, you're a you're a big uh, fan of the macro environment, mate, and I've done. Nothing but give you the best economist in Western Australia to give you the macro rundown. <laughs> Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Leonard Weir. Uh, Take it away, Weary. Yeah, show, okay. show him what you got, Colin. Well, well we're, uh, uh, and I'll, I'll be interested to hear uh, Jonas's opinion, but we, we seem to be in very much a holding pattern at the moment as uh, from a market's perspective, uh, you know, you've got all these, the same issues that are overhanging um, you know, the economy and markets and, you know, the latest one being the debt ceiling, which they seem to leave to the 11th hour and then they increase it, which only makes the problems in the US worse. And uh, uh, the underlying factor that's going to, uh, I suppose, indicate how hard the US economy hits is just general money supply. Now, if if there's any hiccups in, in inflation and uh uh, the uh, the Fed goes harder, um, it's only going to limit money supply. So that's a big negative for uh, markets across the board. So everyone seems to, uh, all the so-called experts I read at the moment, is that we are on tender hooks a little bit at the moment. Um, the resilience that we've seen uh, in markets across the board has surprised a lot to the point where if you've been out of the market, you've missed out on some significant gains. Now, we tend to be pretty shielded here in WA because we're so resources focused. So we, we, we tend uh, uh, not to take a uh, wider look at the big picture because the, the fact of the matter remains is that, that the outlook for commodities in general is, is pretty robust. However, um, that will all come to a crashing halt if um, you know, the US does have a recession that hits pretty hard. And uh, there's plenty out there that's saying uh, that that will be the case. And you go into this deflationary uh, mode where you've got negative growth and rising prices, and uh, that's really uh, could um, increase the depth of a potential uh, recession out there. So the, 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 the gloomster in me would point towards that uh, at some stage in the very near future, and this has been said for quite some time, that you know the US is in for a, a period of uh, uh, duress, which will reflect on markets. Um, and then the counter argument to that is that corporate America is still pretty robust, and uh, as delivered in the quarter by quarter earnings reports, and that um, uh, the impact of the recession um, uh, will be fairly soft. And that the Fed may well do an about turn, that the, the rate rises uh, uh, they've put in place will, will lead inflation back into their target levels of the fullness of time. And uh, indeed, you might have even experienced uh, uh, some rate cuts to uh, uh, counter the impact. So it, we're in that sort of holding pattern at the moment, Jonas, is my opinion. And, and uh, um, you know, please feel free to... Uh, uh, Rebut in any way, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you think I'm full of the it, proverbial, yes, well, yes thanks, Andrew. It's interesting to look at the the US market, and you look at the how 2023 has played out so far, and where the returns have come from. And so much is just dominated by big tech. They've driven so much of those those returns within the the sort of top ten names on the index. It's really interesting to see. Do you guys have a sort of um, view on interest rates do you believe the central bankers when they say we're going to stay we're going to keep it pinned up here in the us over five percent a bit less here in australia or do you think they're going to have to buckle like the market's sort of pricing well, in if you look back historically 
and it's it's not just the Fed, but all central banks. They they always seem to overshoot in both directions. Both uh, uh, you know the the last couple of rate rises tend to that you know prove that they've gone too hard, and uh, and likewise on the flip side, uh, you know they're too late in responding uh, to increase rates. So I, I don't think this will be um, I don't think this cycle will be any different. Um, you know because you've got too many uncertain events out there and. And, and what usually happens is we do have some black swan event, you know, like the banking sector that comes out of left field and rocks markets confidence. So, you know, and we've, we've obviously seen that to a degree. It had a short-term impact and uh, then it righted itself. But ultimately, I think, uh, you know, it looks like we're going to have a pause yeah, in, in uh, rate rises in, in the next month uh, in the US and in Australia. But I still think any hint of... Uh, inflation, wages, inflation starting to kick in, uh, the Fed won't hesitate to uh, kick in with another rate rise. But ultimately, I think they'll overshoot the mark and uh, uh, they'll be forced to wind back pretty smartly. When that is, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, short term, this debt ceiling issue is going to be uh, one that will, it, it's only compounding their problems in the US because they've got to look at the other side of the equation and, and really start looking at cutting costs um, uh, to reduce that. And uh, that seems like there's something that ne they're not prepared to confront. Yeah. And so we saw about a couple of years ago, capital raisings for the juniors happening every other day or multiple a day. But now that you have, you know, uh, much more of an opportunity cost, how do you guys see the the funding environment at the moment for the juniors and the mid caps? Yeah, it's 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 been. I've in the past um, month or so, we've seen a raft of what I call survival capital raises in the junior end, and uh, you know, you see raises of you know small as five hundred grand paying uh, the rent, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah, and the wages. Firstly, a yeah. and pivoting of some of the junior companies that have you know gone down one track and probably yeah pivoted to lithium, pivoting to lithium or yeah. the next, you know, so niobium or rare earths or something. Oh, we're getting yeah. into niobium. <laughs> no, totally. It's uh and and look the uh, uh the, that that list of uh, junior companies raising money uh, exploded. Uh, in the last three or four weeks, it started to quieten down a bit this week, but that they're all you know small pay the rent type uh, uh, transactions. So, but you know, still a lot of money being pumped into the ground. But uh, uh, if you read uh, Rick Rule, he uh, <laughs> he's quick to point out that a lot of that, the bulk of that money gets pumped into uh, administration. Yeah. And uh, he, he was pretty harsh with his comments on on junior companies. He said there should be about a third of junior companies. And he said, uh, if you combined all the junior, the 2,000 junior companies into one, he said combined they'd, they'd lose US $2 billion a year. And, in a uh, good year. In a good year. <laughs> and in a bad year, they'd lose US $6 billion. So uh, harsh but true. Yeah. And that's... Um, and because everything's gone down so much, they can't raise bugger all anyway. Because the you know juniors' prices have gone down with everything, and they can. That's right. Get the dilutionary effect for uh, current shareholders is um, is pretty massive. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I suppose in the bigger end, there hasn't really um, been that too many, you know, l large ones. Really, probably the large big one, last big one was was the Genesis four fifty sort yep. of thing for yep. Um But otherwise, I'm trying to think. That Chalice. Really. Oh, Chalice is 75, 60, a little yeah. top-up sort yep. of thing. Um, yep. That's not a big raise for Chalice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Drop in the water. Yeah. So often with these things, there's um, it can take an event, whether it's like M&A or exciting drill results. So I think that sort of leads us into WA1. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Uncharted waters, the Niobium. Yes. Does yes. everyone know what Niobium is used for? Well, I do because I, I've been in a thing, a project called Panda Hill, uh, for, which was in a company called Cradle Resources, which uh, inspeeded it out. So it, it, I actually have known about Niobium for some time, but it's. So, so there's the one in Tanzania. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? So, yeah. But, it, but it's now a critical mineral. So. Yeah, because yeah. it's, um, I guess it's. Doesn't go with the whole renewable thematic, does it? It's for high well, strength. No, I think it, high I think it, it, it absolutely does. Yeah, it does. So how does it? Phones, isn't it? Like for, uh, for lithium well, it can batteries. Be, 
It can be an alloy in, yeah. in cars and the like and reduce the weight overall. Because so uh, it's, it's a high-strength steel. Something like yeah. uh, 300 grams of niobium can reduce the weight of a car by 200 kilos. Uh, so WA one to quick to promote that. That's where it ties. Happy to run with it. Yeah. Interesting that 80% of it comes out of Brazil. Well, it's one project in Brazil, like a private company that – I was reading about it. They made, I think they sold 15% or something in 2011 to the Chinese for $1.7 billion or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, this makes, like on rough numbers, they're talking about 100, like the global market's about 120,000 tonnes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this Brazilian family private company produces 100,000 tonnes at sort of yeah. sub US 10 bucks a kilo. The current price is sort of 45 bucks a kilo. Pretty so, healthy margins. So that makes, and it's vertically so only- rated in the whole three, I think. Yeah, yeah, three, three months yeah. around the world. So I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts when it comes to these, you know, flavor of the month sort of commodities. Yeah. Like my first thought is this would come online hypothetically and just tank the whole market. If it, if it is a great project, the, the commodity price will come off if it's, uh, you know, a rich deposit. How do you guys sort of like weigh up looking at these commodities you've never heard of a couple of weeks yeah. before? Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I think the, the first thing is to look at the overall market. I remember when Scandium had its run about uh, – Probably ten years ago, when you looked at the global market, it was about five tons or something. So it's like, you know, that's that's never going to work. At least this one's got a size of, you know, one hundred twenty thousand tons. It's not enormous, but uh, the incumbents, you know, obviously, you know, that the, the big gorilla is generating fantastic margins, sort of thing. So what you need is uh, to have a, you know, a compelling program project that can compete with that and and we looked at a um, a little company called nio bay that's listed on tsx it's capped at sort of 40 million and they've done a full sort of study on their niobium project and that was i think their average grade was about half a percent it was a big capital it was sort of four to five hundred million um and these know, guys are about five aren't they 5%? yeah well they're getting grades up to sort of yeah four or five percent yeah near surface all that sort of thing so you know, you look at that and go, well, can this be a project? And you, and on and prima facie, you know, with all the caveats, it looks like it can be a project, you know, if the market's willing. And they're not going to be able to go in there and suddenly be a 50,000-tonne per annum producer. But, you know, you can certainly see them maybe being a fifteen to 20,000-tonne or, or, or something like that. Um, with, with that. But there's some really, you know, some stunning intersections that they've had, um, you know, in, in, in a new discovery. And, uh, you know, it's what, what, make, what makes a speculative market, um, you know, Get really excited because you know it's it's uncharted territory, and you've saw that uh, you know they, they're up there aggressively exploring it. The fact that um, you know one institution, Regal, you know, plowed in ten million dollars, said, "Yep, you know, we bypass the, the whole brokers. thing." Eh? They yeah. took the whole thing yeah. and said, "We love this," and um, f- for the company, you know, fantastic, yeah. a great a supportive bit, shareholder. A few uh, grumpy brokers out there. A few grumpy brokers. <laughs> I'm um, sure someone clipped the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. talk, talk about a great holiday destination. Like, it's not, you wouldn't say it's the Ooh. arsehole of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it's, it's getting close. Half, halfway between Marble Bar and Alice Springs. Yeah, yeah. So, right yeah. on the border. Right man. on the border. Right on the border. It's probably only one worst place is probably the Rico Dick Project oh. In, uh, oh. on the corner of Pakistan well, and Iran. Well, I told you the yard. Uh, <laughs> Brett Grocock. You're, you're going to decide, is it, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brett Grocock, the surveyor. For his mining survey plus, he did the he did the topo survey over there back in the day, like Jeez. ten years ago, yeah, driving yeah. around and smugglers like <laughs> drive along the edge, and God. he had to drop the name Shane Warne to get himself out of shit because <laughs> I love cricket over there. What do, you, what do you think the value of the valuations of these? So WA one, they're sitting at you know one hundred and twenty million. You got Encounter there next door at um, yep. like they got the neurology. So the, the, the neurology play, they flew some. Um, uh, 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 a gravity, a Falcon gravity survey that sort of lit up with some big anomalies. I mean, on that, on the WA one, we're drilling sort of within twenty meters of their border, sort of yep. thing. And mm-hmm. and this and, and and the gravity looks like it potentially continues on there. But they've also got some very nice targets out to the east mm-hmm. that have just lit up as yeah. sort of bullseye targets. So and they're sitting at ninety um, million. Like, I guess, how do you guys yeah. look at like you look at these graphs? Like you look at WA one and just yeah. that yep. start of that um. You know, mania in a way, I guess, from a fun, it, fun perspective. How do you look it's, at it's it? Difficult it's difficult because we've difficult. really got nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And uh, in the case of Encounter, they've got a lot of other projects. You know, they've got joint ventures with the likes of IGO, uh, South 32, BHP, et cetera. So you, it, it's really hard to, you know, and, and there's no resource on there for anyone to do a, do a back of envelope just yet. Um, so... It, it, there's a lot of speculative money in there, obviously. Um, 
Andy, just from a, you know, what makes or breaks a lot of these projects, though, is, you know, obviously uh, CapEx and development, but yep. MET is probably going to be the one yep. that needs to be ticked uh, post-resource or mm. during. Yeah, or during the drill results, I'm sure they'll do some uh, preliminary MET testing it's a, sort it, of thing. It's a carbonatite, isn't it? Carbonatite, so it's not, like, yes. it's not yep. like a clay thing. Yeah, no, which it's not is, a clay hosted yep. thing. Which so. makes shitloads of acid. I think carbonatites yeah. are yep. the better end, yep. aren't they? So your view would be expensive to extract or, you know, too hard to say? Too hard to say. Yeah. But, but but I think, like, um, the fact that it's near surface, it's high grade, it's got all those attributes that, you you know, you like to see. Yep. Uh, and, in, you know, if they can drill out a, you know, 1.5% to 2% type resource, I think, mm. um, and throw some economics around that. Well, I, we did some very, very rough back of the envelope and comparing it to sort of what this NIO Bay, their sort of assumptions, and you could certainly make a case for if they got, you know, 100 million tonnes at one you know, one percent. Then, yep. You know, it's a potential project, but you know, you forget the, um, you know, when the when you get to these new areas. I remember the Gawler Craton, you know, fifteen years ago, um, when um, you know w when it was that gold discovery in the Cowcrete sort of thing, and new province sort of opened up. Ended up only being one mine, which was the Challenger mine that um, Dominion ended up um, doing. But but you have you know the the the, the hype and the, the dollars that go into that. Uh, into that ground, similarly, I suppose with Julmar, um, the, you know, the Nova discovery of, of IGO. So these are things that can really, you know, and that's why I think people, you know, you love the speculative shares because, you know, you can take a serious resources from five cents to, mm. to five dollars. Um, and you know, and I, and I suppose in more recent times, you've had the Lion Town example of backing good quality teams and um, d discoveries. Um, you know, two cents to. You know, three dollars. Yeah, um, and and yeah, yet to be determined. Yet, to, yet, <laughs> yet to be to determined. Be. Yes. Yeah. So very um, much. And, but, and, yeah. and what were the back of the envelope? What was the scale looking like for the you know capex and the processing side? Is it going to be? Is it going to be a big looking to be a big operation or yet to be? Oh, yet it'll to be, be one of those classics. It'll be market determined sort of thing. So yeah. it, it, in terms of. My, I would envisage it being sort of, you know, trying to keep a relatively, you know, a doable capital yep. uh, and, and look and look to, you know, to grow into the market sort of thing. Um, you know, you don't want to be like a, you know, Syrah, if you remember them, you know, had a fantastic resource. They came in and said, we're going to be, you know, the, the world's largest graphite producer, um, you know, and sort of shot themselves in the foot uh, in some ways. Obviously, the delivery was, um, w w was poor um, f for a range of issues, but to... Go into us all, you know, an industrial mineral and say, you know, a million ton market and produce 300,000 tons. It's sort of counter, counterintuitive mm. to say, oh, and prices are still going to remain really high, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, look, it's, you know, clearly a long way to go. Um, and but, got the, uh, it's got the attention. Oh, it oh, certainly has. Yeah. And um, when, you, when you're saying, you know, that they're out there drilling now. So, um, that's why, and, and so. when you're when you're attracted the the instos to a yeah to sole, yep. solely get the raise, um, that's a yeah that's ma right. makes everyone pay attention. Yeah. Oh no, totally, absolutely. Uh, we, right. we, sh we should see pretty soon with the the sort of grid they've drilled out. Assay is pending. Yeah, we'll find out pretty soon how it all hangs together. That's right. So they've got a nice yeah. They're sort of saying I think what four hundred meter strike sort of thing, and yep. it's actually pretty um, close to a road to too. Look. It's right on that road yeah. between, yep. yeah, which is, as I think Macca said to me, he's like, oh, people need to start discuss, like drilling a bit away from the roads. There's, <laughs> <Yeah>. probably, <laughs> there's probably shit everywhere that people don't know about. <laughs> um, yep. Right, Lindian, L-I-N, another, so a bit of a rare earth. And yeah, a little, little rare earth place. place. This is one we've sort of um, looked at a couple of times and uh, he, uh, Alistair Stevens presented at, um, at, at the Euros Rotness Conference and, um, look, they, they are some of the best drill results I've, I've ever seen. If you look at what, what they've drilled, you know, plus 100-metre intervals at, you know, 3 to 4% uh, TREO, uh, this looks like an absolutely, um, you know, big resource. Um, and I think, you know, they'll be coming out with their maiden resource in uh, July, uh, June this year, so, you know, in a, in a month's time. But um, some unbelievable intersections, if you're looking at them in the uh, – you know, compared to a lot of the uh, the Australian stuff, when you you know when they're talking PPMs, this is you know three to four percent, and there's a high grade core. At the moment, they're drilling um, you know a 900 metre or kilometre hole beneath the sort of the top. Currently, they've drilled sort of out the top 250, which will be where the resource is, and they're drilling this 900 metre hole to to get sort of a about an 800 metre vertical extent. But um, you know, Phil uh, Stephen Clark at Euros actually covers it, and you know his sort of conceptual resource. Um, Based on some 
you know, depths and widths assumption is sort of up to, you know, 250 million tonnes at 2.4% TREO. So this is an absolute, yeah. you know, this is a monster. And the, and the, and the, the, the plan to what they, you know, their way forward is to look at maybe just building a sort of a pilot plant scale um, plant for, you know, sort of not a whole lot of capital and start producing actually rare earths and fine-tune the flow sheet from there. And then expand it like they're sort of talking, you know, your minimal, you know, three hundred fifty thousand tons a year, um, you know, at, at focusing on the higher grade portions, then over to and then increasing that to one and a half, and ultimately to three million tons. Which, on those numbers, you know, you could see sort of that, you know, I know in, in Stephen's numbers, he's talking about sort of a seventy five percent recovery, but you, you know, you could see up to sort of ten to twelve thousand tons of NDPR and. Key things is the ratio is good. It's like twenty percent plus. There's no radio. There's no uranium and thorium in it. Oh, so right. it's uh, yeah. very low on that. But um, yeah, it's a it's a fascinating project because this is one that I think ten years ago or, or longer that uh, Linus was actually had a deal to do it. But they'd done. You know, you speak to the company and there's been lots of machinations. Um, you know, lots of African centric type deals where the government's given it to someone and um, Linus has dealt with them and. Uh, yeah, somehow it's all ended up back, and Lindian have done the deal where they're buying it, you know, outright for thirty million, sort of thing. So, so I've followed Sovereign in in Malawi as well, yep. on and off for a while. How yeah. do you look at Malawi as a as a jurisdiction? Um, I suppose the only you know you've had the Lotus, um, yep. uh, you know, the the uranium, uranium project sort thing, of thing. Yeah. Um, so I've I've never been there, but from all reports, it's you know it's probably one of the better. Um, you know, jurisdictions yeah. in in Africa. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you look at all those transparency index and the corruption indexes, things and all that. But 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 I mean, the reality is at the moment you've got sort of, you know, West Africa, you know, some real hotspots in Burkina um, and, and, and surrounding that where a lot of insurgents are coming down, whereas sort of central to southern Africa, um, you know, th- there's always issues. Yeah. It's, it's just... I thought Tanzania was stable. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Tanzania. You know, Tanzania for for, for twenty five. They're back years. open now, though. Yeah, yeah. supposedly. <laughs> but but yeah. for twenty five years, Tanzania was you know you classify one of the better African jurisdictions to go. Yeah, to, we then, spoke about. Then they wanted was it one hundred and sixty billion dollars? I think yeah, off off yeah. Barrack for the yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, look, it's I'm an isolator. You know, you don't go if you're in Africa, you want to have a a really good deposit. I yeah. think I think is the is, is the key. You don't you don't go there for an average yeah. project, and this looks like it's got a it's a num it's a cracking deposit. So and it's um, so much with the is to analyze this. The I don't know. I assume you are a lot more over it than I am. But like the the processing side with these rare earths and the concentrate that comes yep. out of it, like you know Mount from what I've heard, like you know Mount Weld's the the class deposit. But then you got Hastings coming on. Yep. It's lower grade, but their concentrate is a better it's quality. Better grade. So it sounds like there's so many permutations. There of are what lots the end of product is. Yep, there's lots of permutations. Hard rock, ionic clays, uh, yeah. all, all all those sorts of things, and. Um, yeah, Hastings, Hastings will be fascinating. Like it's yeah. you know it's big capex, and and that's you know used to uh, like I just sort of shy away because they are these large capital projects. Mm. You know that juniors are trying to build with a um, you know which is really probably the domain of your bit of, of the big boys. But the pricing sort of dictated it. That mm. They could get it away and get funded, sort of thing. They got no funding. They got equity funding. So. What's yeah. uh, Lindian's timing on you know resource pilot plan? Yeah, and what will that cost, and how they're going to fund it? Yeah, I think so. Then end, uh, end of this quarter for the mineral resource. End of the resource yeah. for the quarter, okay. and they're talking about getting into one sort of a pilot plan um, by first half next year. Okay, yep. So, so pretty quick um, funding. Uh, you know, typically they've raised equity. Um, yep. But but interestingly enough, you know, Simbo, who's the chair, and you know he's. Seems to have a, a very strong following of people that have followed him and made money in his previous things. So he hasn't actually gone to the institutional market per se. You know, it hasn't been like a uh, you know a, a Euros or something going out to raise fifty uh, through that. He's been able to sort of really do it a lot off his own back because really the results sort of speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so funding for the for, for the pilot and all that. I mean. 
I think they've talked about it, you know, potentially in um, d- discussions with um, off-take partners or something like, you know, some pre-funding or something like that or equity or... Would these guys, yeah. um, being an Australian company in Malawi, would they be entitled to any sort of IRA incentives and stuff? Yeah, being so like I think China? they are exploring that. Um, I wouldn't know, mate. What's, what's that, JD? The Inflation Reduction inflation, Act. Oh. Yeah. So all the companies, US-aligned, non-Chinese-aligned yeah. and given... 90% of the rare earths around the world either come from or processed in China. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to just set up incentives and stuff. So I think we saw Piedmont we spoke about a couple of weeks yep. ago. Yeah. And they got a 10% off their tax bill plus 140 million US to help them on their way with the with the capex of the project. So yep. Do they have to be uh, US domiciled or? That, so that one's in North Carolina. Yeah. But yeah, the question is, will it, I think they haven't, like companies are still testing it at the moment. If they yeah. build the project outside, will they still get yeah, the rights, these yeah. sorts of things based on where they if they're listed there, and if they move the project out, but if they're still listed in America, is that yeah? Right? I mean, based on who the business partners and the, uh, and the like yeah. are, yeah, yeah. But I, I would imagine you know, Lindy would have no shortage of sort of people wanting to you know partner up, pa- partner up at some yeah. stage with them, sort of yeah. thing. And then so that you know, it's really pilot, and then on on, on sort of um, Stephen's numbers, looking at sort of. Um, Stage two, not not till sort of twenty eight. So like stage one, you know, they're they're looking at producing, you know, it's a sort of um, eight and a half thousand tons of um, concentrate sort of thing. Um, you know, he's got an all in cost of about you know four bucks a kilo, um, whereas average basket price about twelve. So that will generate good money. Yeah. Um, sorry, the the larger one, three million tons. You know, you're looking at sort of fifty five thousand tons of TRO and concentrate. So yeah, there's a Potentially some, um, yeah, you know, fantastic deposit. And and I, th- I think sort of we'll be waiting on A, the resource, but a, B, the, the deep drilling, um, because that, that will show that, you know, this carbonate still extends at, you know, 800 metres vertically yeah. um, with, with mineralisation. So, yeah. Beautiful. Right, let's swing over to the other side of Africa. We're going, right. geez, we're in some, <laughs> geez, we're in some interesting geography today <laughs> so far. Over to, over to Guinea for uh, predictive discovery, PDI. So they've been, um, they've been sort of, Travelling a bit sideways for yeah. a, a while now. So where are they all at? Close? They have. Well, we caught it. Um, Andrew Party, the MD, was at, was in town uh, this week, so we had a coffee with him. Um, look, I think you know that's a been a fabulous discovery. Um, you know, and they, and the, and so that it did the classic. The market rated very highly. They've come out with their their resource, which I think is about. 4.2 million ounces. Yeah, 1.7 grams. Yeah, 1.7 grams. The interesting thing is they they found this high-grade sort of uh, core that starts at about sort of 200 metres. I mean, this, you know, prima face, this will be a mine. Mm. not, not the issue. What what it is? It's also in mean, um, a what do they call it? An exclusion it's in zone the, in the buffer zone. But a buffer yeah. zone. So so what what they're required to do, what they will do, um, will, will complete a scoping study towards the scoping slash it'll be a scoping study by the end of the year. Submit that to the government because there's, there's even though it's in a buffer zone, um, you know there is precedent in Guinea for being able to mine in the buffer zone sort of thing. So that that is what they're full steam ahead on at the moment. Um, and they have been uh, infill drilling because for the scoping you need to upgrade your uh, inferred into indicator to, to, to put out some reserves. So it'll be sort of scoping slash PFS. Uh, meanwhile, they are cranking on with their um, regional exploration. So they've got sort of about 35 k's of strike and uh, one of the targets, Argo, that, that that looks pretty red hot in terms of the, the initial sort of gravity and aeromag that similar signatures to what Northeast Bandcan is. So, um, look... Uh, you know what, what? What I like, you know, Andrew's had ten years. You know, lived in Guinea for ten years. Um, you know, they he's based there, um, flying in and out of Jersey along with his um, COO sort of thing. So there's always someone in country. You know, they're doing everything properly. Um, and ultimately, I think this belongs in probably a you know a mid mid tier slash majors hands because it's got the size and and the uh, life that could probably justify. Um, you know, it's a probably a two hundred and fifty thousand ounce type per annum type type mm. project. So and plenty of potential upside plenty of potential. for the resource. Like this is, yeah. you know, this was a, you know, it was it was a new discovery. Yeah. So you've gone zero to four point two million ounces. Um, you know, there's clearly scope to go underground. Um, with with, with that high grade core coming through, and if, I think if they find something else in that belt, then um, you know, and then it's game on. But but the reality is they need to sort out the. Uh, 
the permitting uh, and, and 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 demonstrate to the market that that, that they can mine in the um the, in the, in the buffer zone. So thing. we've seen a bit of um M and A in West Africa. Yep. We spoke with Andrew Grove from Grovey from Cheshire. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cashing think- out, playing golf. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is the permitting really the, the sign you reckon majors or mid-caps will be looking at to oh, I think become absolutely. a catalyst? I think, yeah, I don't think anyone will move before they've got yep. that permitting. It's just for, for a corporate, it's just too risky uh, yeah. without that. You, what you want in a predictive and the team to de-risk that as much as possible yep. um, and, and then – you know, yeah. and and then and then it'll be obviously you know how's the market you know what what growth do they need you know there's you know there's there's precedence of some quite long life assets in 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 Guinea as well the Seguri and Anglo's in there and the Russians are in there with Nord Gold Nord sort Gold, of thing yeah. so um yeah but it looks um you know it looks an absolutely cracking discovery so yeah. so um, who would be on the target for something like the African specials between I guess like WAF Perseus Resolute are they would they be looking at something oh, like this do you think look, they've or? sort of like WAF sort of got their own internal growth plans they're building yeah. Kiaka um, yeah Perseus is interesting you know because they've got um. They you know, they've pivoted it. down into Sudan um, yeah. and Sudan's got a bit harder with that sort of, with, with, with the unrest there. You know, do they uh, uh, then, um, you know, re-look at that and and look elsewhere? Um, uh, but but I think, yeah, so, so certainly that, but I think it's probably more offshore yeah. um, potential guys like you, you, your bigger guys. I mean, Endeavour are there. You know, they're yeah. doing sort of 1.2 million ounces out of Africa, B2 gold. There's a lot, you know, there's quite a, Hosted them, but I don't, you know, as I said, I don't think anything's going to happen. I mean, until they sort this permitting issue, you know, you've got BlackRock on the register with sort of, I think, 12 or 13% that have continued to buy on market. So, um, you know, that's, um, it's just going through that sort of quiet phase as they um, uh, drill out, drill out that, um, uh, upgrade the resource and do some. Uh, more regional stuff, but um, you know, a, a, a fantastic discovery. Well, the bigger, I think, did we read last week? There was even talks about speaking of more M and A in the gold. I think it was Anglo and Anglo Ashani and Goldfields. It was rumours we were sort of staring. They just right, did okay. that big yeah. JV in Ghana. That's because right, they've got yeah. the the two mines which sit next to each other. So that'll produce nine hundred thousand ounces. Yeah. Right. So you think year. it seems to be the flavour with and they were on Newcrest. Then they're like, yeah. oh, we can do that. They, <laughs> they were all tying up their listing. They were. Pulling their um, Australian CDIs off and cleaning it up, getting off the South That's Australian. That's right. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes a sign. So yes. while we're in Africa, yeah, Orcorp is another one we follow. Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah we've been on to these guys talking Tanzania. Talking <laughs> Tanzania. <laughs> oh, and and look, this is, you know similarly, this has been you know I think this is you know a, a great discovery. It's been. Um, you know, had, had its issues when the Tanzanian government were there, but they they decked a feasibility. Um, and was it late last year, sort of thing? And 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 there are a few projects of this size and scale, really. So you're looking at sort of an average, an average production for the first ten years, two hundred forty thousand ounces, all in cost nine hundred and fifty bucks an ounce. So is that your US? Or US, yeah, US. Oh, I, I, and um, and you know, for, you know, with a reserve, you know, they got a reserve of sort of two point six million ounces. I mean, this thing's trading on an enterprise value. I think it's about 120 million, 130 million. Oh, so, yeah. people, and and people are there going, oh, you know, how they're going to fund it and all that. But um, I, I I think um, you know, it's such a good project. If you look at the register, you know, you've got sort of some of the best miners in the industry. People like Nick Georgetta holding 12, 13 uh, percent recently. Um, Tim Goida popped up as a substantial shareholder. So he's probably trying to find something to do with his money. Well- <laughs> Well, t- you know, you know, Tim and his, you know, Chalice days was in um, Eritrea with uh, yeah. with that project. So, you know, he yeah. knows Africa well. He actually used to, I think, have this project in Sub-Sahara before it was um, out. But that is a, you know, is a, a, a quality project. And if you look at it, you know, they ticked a feasibility value seventeen fifty gold. You know, and they came with an MPV. You know, six hundred eighteen million. You know, you you bump that up to two thousand, the MPV goes up to sort of nine hundred million sort yeah. of thing. So. You know, the capital hurdle is one, but I think there's lots of ways to skin this cat. And, you know, for, similarly, it's in that basket where if you're looking to grow, you know, it's, I, I think it has to be on the radar. If not, you know, I'd certainly back the team to um It sort get, of begs the, the question, though, Andy, why some, you know, one of the majors or, or mid-cap guys hasn't had a go at this. Uh, is it the political risk that's still overhanging yeah, look, the I, I, it's, it's 
Yeah, I think um, Tanzania is probably not. You know, if you're not if you're not already in Africa, yep. you know, you, you, you're probably not going to go there for sure. Um, the, the people that are in Africa, you, you know, understand the benefits and all that sort of thing. Um, yep. Yeah. Look, look. Yeah, it, it is interesting, but um, I, I think you know that uh, Matt's certainly been out there promoting that. You know, they, that they've in advanced discussions with debt finance. You know, to debt finance this thing, yep. and they, they think it can support you know, significant debt capacity uh, yeah. along with some potentially streaming deals. You know, there's lots of those uh, where you get up upfront funding. Um, oh, we went over that with the uh, Metals Acquisition Corps back the other day. Oh, the streaming. Oh, the little, streaming. Yeah. yeah, there's some streaming in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, to, to, to fund these projects, it, and I remember oh, years ago, you know, Taranga did it with um, – when they bought their next door neighbour in Oramin, you know, and the only way to fund it, you know, that was was Franco Nevada with a royalty, and um, that's why they say with a streaming deal, you know, they gave them one hundred and fifty million, I think, for like yep. nine thousand ounces um, a year, you know, into perpetuity sort of thing. So, but if they hadn't given it, you know, the equity markets weren't weren't sponsoring yep. them. So, yeah, it, it works both ways. But uh, yeah, look, that's one that we still still really like. I think it's. I mean, as a general comment, I just think African gold is. Incredibly undervalued at the moment. I mean, we uh, not, not not just things like um, Orcorp, but even operations like WAF. WAF. It's it's trading yeah. at the same price it was when gold was. You know, when, when, when it only had a single mine, it was just starting off, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, even companies with big resources like an Orcorp, um, you know, predictably it's got a bit better market capitalization because it's probably a newer sort of style deposit. But you know, we caught up with um, you know another company, Tabani. You know, and they've got three million ounces that uh, in 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 Mali. They're capped at about twenty million bucks, and um, you know, Phil's actually in our office. But you know, he's sort of you know, we've got a plan of how we can. You know, it's been Canadian listed for a while, so for a long time they've just emerged. So you know, as a general rule, I think there's huge opportunity in um, in in Africa for 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 project. You know, for for good projects that are not being um, not being uh, rewarded by the market. So moment. Yeah. I had a bit of a long-winded question. Um, yep. Emerald, obviously yes. not, not in Africa, but you, you look at them and then I'd looked at WAF and WAF's traded uh, in a sort of range of a dollar to a dollar fifty over the past three years since they got that first project up and running. And in the context of Emerald, they've now got the, the first mine up and yep. running. Do you sort of look at them and think like this is the the level they're going to trade at until they've got another growth project, or do you think that's just the the nature of the market at the moment and these things will get more fully valued? Like, there's the ongoing question with these mid cap gold companies; they always have to be showing growth. Yeah, and- well, uh, well, Emerald does have some growth with their bullseye. Yeah, they own sixty percent, which they own sixty percent. I would, yeah. you know, you would you would think over time they'll get to a hundred percent. Yeah, although. Or, or close to that um, over time on that because the you know the minorities are not natural holders of that and and suddenly that gives them the growth from you know it, you know they're hoping to deck an updated resource slash maiden reserve you know mid year or Q three um, and you know similarly to the you know the, the Capricorn model it's just like we'll let the results do the speak you know yeah. results do the talking you know what they be, what they achieved to build Ocvow, um was nothing short of you know incredible during COVID, um, yeah. you know, he had Mick Evans up there, you know, who built it for, you know, he's, he lived up there for, for sort of 15 months. Um, so the, the dedicated team. So, um, you know, if you're looking in prima facie, you might say, oh, they're, you know, they're getting expensive. But I, I think when they can show what uh, bullseye can be, which I think, you know, potentially 150,000 ounces at pretty good cost, um, you know, you're probably looking at – you know, low one, you know, might be 1200 1300 bucks Aussie. Um, you know, capital costs will be significantly lower than probably anyone else. Um, you know, recent builds can do barring Carla Winder. Um, so, yeah, it is. And and at the moment, um, you know, you've had BlackRock, you know, they've got a very, very strong shareholder base. So you don't have any of these. You haven't yet seen the Van X sort of factor with those yeah. gold ETFs coming. So in answer to your question, uh, you know, Emerald's had a terrific run. Uh, I think Morgan's done it. You know, and the team's done an outstanding job. I think they can certainly continue on the do it. I think you know, valuation wise, it's probably getting up there for what they've got. But I yep. think the market's now looking forward to that growth. Um, WAF, I think it's you know just people. Uh, the Burkina situation is probably is certainly hurting him. Yeah. And and it's like, what can he do? I think, and and it's probably just 
them you know, continue to generate fantastic cash, which has been doing. Um, is there a bit of a Kiaka overhang at the moment while they have to develop well, the asset? And- yeah, look, there is, and, and there's probably a funding, you know, the market thinks, you know, or the market expects him to raise, raise equity, yeah. whereas he's pretty adamant that at these prices he's not going to be raising equity and that he'll be able to get, you know, a big debt. Cash and debt. Yeah, cash and debt to fund it sort of thing. And the, and the reality is, you know, you won't need, you know, he's building it while he's still got, um, you know, still got cash flow coming out of um, out of San Bredo. So, uh, look, I, I, I think if, if WAF was in Australia, it would probably be, Three times the current market cap. They should just sell the assets and buy one over here. They'll be three times straight away. (laughs) (laughs) It's just finding. Yeah, it's probably yeah. yeah. So so um, look, it's I'm you know I'm sure the team's frustrated, but they've similarly to Emerald, you know they've done a you know fantastic job. Um, Just keep doing the job. Yeah, just keep doing the job, and and ultimately the proof will be in the pudding. You know when they spit out in twenty five as a four hundred thousand ounce producer. I think you know when Rich when the team went to build this thing, there was a lot of you know, first-time builder, how are they going to do it? Like, there's no track record, um, you know, and he certainly proved them wrong by being able to deliver that and, you know, repay that $200 million that Taurus had lent them within sort of 18 months. Yeah, so, pretty impressive. Yeah, incredibly impressive. So I think, you know, you will see um, – yeah, I'm not sure I've answered your question. <laughs> not. No, that's all good. We're all better for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So – on our sort of trip around the world and uh, ASX mining companies, Centaurus, yep. Brazil. Yep. This one you guys follow a bit as well? We follow it. We own it. Um, we've followed it for a long while. Um, or we've, we've owned it for a long while. Um, yeah, like really like it. It's yeah. uh, it's just softened a bit recently. But in terms of global nickel projects of scale and size, I think it's it's very hard to beat. Um, what do you guys think of them going – all the way downstream to the the nickel sulfate production, as opposed to just leaving it at a, yeah. a concentrate. Oh, look, it's that classic value adding. You know, the yeah. risk reward of of doing that, and and certainly that you know, down on the team think that, that if they just produce a concentrate, they'll be le- leaving a hell of a lot of value on that sort of thing. So we're, we're certainly happy to back them, and they've got the, yeah. the you know the the offtake with Vale. You know, they you know, so there's potential synergies there that, that they can, that they can do their sort of thing. But to me. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good project. They continue to find more. You know, there's not many ton, not many projects globally that have that million tons of, you know, contained nickel. Yeah. Um, well, they're pretty much going to be just behind BHB is one of the biggest like BHB in terms of resources. Yeah, because yeah. they got the um, they've I think they've got the the deposit there to back up a downstream yeah. facility. That's it's right. Like, it's that. Well, it's got big. it's got the size and the scale. So you, yeah. You, um, you know, and you've seen the corporate activity, obviously, with you know the 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 June, you know, Mincors and yeah. Western Areas and Naront yeah. and those sorts of things. So, you know, quality nickel projects are still well and truly in demand. And this, you know, to my mind, this really fits the bill. Um, Absolutely, we listened to the um, the Mike Henry talk he did at the Bank of America. Oh yeah, yeah. with all the majors, riveting stuff. And <laughs> it was. <laughs> We haven't listened to I haven't listened to a BHB speech ever. I don't think, but it was really interesting to see hear him talk. They they've stayed out of lithium. They don't think that's that's right for them. But copper, nickel, yeah. is, is where they really well, want to play. They've got the choke on nickel. They've yeah. got like <laughs> they've got the top four that's, producing mines. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's their yeah. future facing products where they're going to play, and then they've got the potash and the bulks as well. Yeah, but it was. Interesting to hear how adamant well, he was on it. Yeah, the irony is they wanted to sell that nickel west business. Yeah, know, just like. just three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And suddenly it's the jewel in the crown. Yeah, or, no, or not quite the jewel. Yeah. I think they're uh, So is final. what is what's holding up um Centaurus at the moment, they come off thirty or forty percent. Is that just them needing to raise and a few other things at the moment? Uh, or is it just the, the market overall? I, my, my view is just the market. I think they've still got enough um, cash to sort of them get them through to the DFS, which they're targeting sort of by year end, um, yeah, just the market's been a bit soggy. Uh, I think there was a bit of stock the other day that came out because Sprott sort of reorganised their business. There was a management buyout on the um, Sprott Capital yeah. partners sort of thing. Um, so yeah, but it looks yeah, uh, uh, looks cheap. What about? Did you get an invite to the Delta Lithium rebrand? Mate, we did, get, we did get an invite, and unfortunately, um, yeah, we, we we didn't couldn't couldn't attend. But they must um, have put a dot au on the end of our emails. Well, yeah, they must have. <laughs> just didn't come through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how's the? Uh, I guess the rebrand sort of fits with their, you know, their strategy. Yeah. To trying to get into that. Uh, just get lithium in the in the name. Or in the name. Yeah. yeah. Well, red, red, red dirt. You know, it's sort of. Uh, 
probably more goes against or, the grain, more iron ore connotations <laughs> or something like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, but look, they continue to deliver. You know, they're aggressively exploring both their projects and uh, yeah. had some more nice hits up at Unithara the other day um, <coughs> on the. On, on, on those pigmentites, and you also saw that voltaic. That, yeah, I was um, just saying, another neurology place. Another neurology place. So they came out. Took them about 24 <coughs> hours to go into a halt. Go into a halt, yeah. as you do, and raise, raise you know, 7 million bucks. And um, we actually caught up with him the other day. Like, the MD's really, you know, very impressive. He's got Yeah, a, I met him, but it was funny. I met him um, at a little network. I call these boys biz, business development, which are the, <laughs> you know, the, the West Perth piss-ups. Yeah, uh, yeah. I met him there and then next week they've hit this uh, pigmentite. So, yeah. yeah. No, no, but he's got a lot of lithium experience. He was a data tech sort of thing and on the on the uh, metallurgy and things like that. So, yeah. um, no, no, it's good. And, like, you know, it all helps on these um, these juniors. So that area certainly is going to get a hell of a lot more attention and, um, yeah. you know, red dirt thing. And it's hard when you've got so many targets to probably narrow down and say, you know, which ones are the, you know, which ones are the better ones, and where to, you know, the allocation of capital as you're drilling those things. How's yeah. how's Flano going? Like trying to rapidly progress Mount Ida towards that DSO. I think he's going pretty well. I mean, if you yeah. look at his last presentation, he Not talks the, about the debirth at Geraldton, the port of Geraldton, the port, yeah. port of Geraldton. So that's certainly. You know, where he's looking at um, taking out the uh, the DSO material um, and all that sort of thing. You know, he's, he's still – they had a very nice hit beneath the main um, resource at uh, Sister Sam, I think it was, the other day. Um, you know, deep but, you know, good wits, all that sort of th- showing that it's continuous. So he is, you know, hell-bent on, um, you know, getting a mining licence by Q4 and uh, ripping into it. Is that, so is that still, the I guess, the main bottleneck there is the mining licence or – Oh, it's just a it's a process, yeah. Mining loss, but then you've got you know the studies and you know what's the you know what's the capital cost, how they're going to fund it, yeah. you know those sorts of things. Um, you know they, you know they did the right thing and raised a big chunk of money when the mark was good at fifty cents. Um, you know it's given them you know, sort of fifty fifty odd million in the in the kitty at the moment, but they are spending it aggressively. Um, yeah, they've got. Ninety thousand meters underway at Unithara yeah. and sixty thousand at Mount Ida. There, they're it's, not waiting up. Not waiting up, and mm-hmm. and um, you know it's one of the yeah biggest drill program for you know for for a relatively you know three hundred million dollar market cap company. So um, when, and, when's that study? All the studies coming out for that oh, later yeah, this year, Q three, Q four sort yep. of thing. I mean, you've got diggers coming up. You'd imagine that maybe you know try and target that for some sort of. Um, whether it's scoping style or just give a bit more flavour of what what this what the DSA could could hold and then could yield and then you know the longer term you know what sort of rate would uh, you know concentrator and flotation um, support very time so, very time critical isn't it getting uh, that DSA it it is yeah. yeah I mean you've said you know okay the the, the price is sort of or the lithium carbonate price bounced back a bit but you know while these prices are Good. Um, why wouldn't you take advantage of it yeah. and help? You know, because the reality for for a red, you know, they've got to mine it anyway. They've got to put in a a, a box cutter, an open pit, or anything like that. So, um, you know, they've got to spend that in. You know, you're, you're spending that capital regardless. Um, and if you can make some money on the DSO, yeah. um, why wouldn't you? Exactly. That's you know, uh, you. Yeah, I think we'd be uh, remiss to not ask about Genesis as well. We follow oh, the story yeah, we, we, quite yeah. closely. You guys are on the on the register at Genesis. Yeah. How do you um, sort of seeing it play out from here? Um, oh, look, I think um, look, we we really like you know both Silver Lake and Genesis. We actually uh, when Silver Lake got belted, we uh, we, we 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 did um, buy some Silver Lake. We thought that was an opportunity that uh, you know because these are you know they. Been you know, over the journey, quality miners under you know Luke Tonkin and and Len and the team sort of thing, and um, you know I think it's a bit of a different model because they sort of, similarly they go they don't like promoting. Um, I don't think he's done a presentation or anything for no, ten years or something. No, something no. Said or an interview, and, yeah. and um, so you know, but they are very very good at what they do. You know, yeah. these aren't you know these aren't sort of tier one assets or anything, but they make very very good money out of them, and I think to de- the deflected deposit. Um, or deflector acquisition was great. So I think, you know, you will start seeing that cash flow coming back in. They sort of invested capital quite heavily in the capital in the first six months. They generated sort of $20 in cash. They'd maintain their guidance for next year. Um, 
And and so so we really like Silver Lake. Um, and, and the Genesis team, obviously, you know, we've been big backers of um, Rally Over the Journey um, through Saracen and all that sort of thing. I, you know, I want to... Good for the fund. <laughs> oh, not the, not, the, not the fund in Saracen, but uh, oh, when I was at Euros um, yeah, yeah, with Saracen yeah. at early days. So I think, um, yeah, so... You know, when when we're postulating what might happen, we thought, okay, if if, if Genesis increased a bit slightly, you know, do away with that um, contingent um, part of the uh, yeah. part of the deal, then and 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 with the discount closing, I think you sort of, you know, you had Silver Lake getting belted down to yeah. sort of a dollar one, mm. Genesis at one twenty five. You know, the premium wasn't was wasn't enough sort of thing. So um, I, I I think uh, I'm not sure what more. Silver Lake can do unless I, I don't think they're gonna go and you know do an unconditional bid or anything like that. I mean, um, you know they they would want to do due diligence, and I think they've been pretty disciplined um, in, in in how they've gone about um, yeah. you know M and A over over the journey. If you look at what they've what they've done when they bought Deflector, um, Heart or, or, as well. or Dury, Heart, they didn't overpay for that. You know that probably hasn't worked out as well as I hope, but. There's still a huge amount of potential there, and I get the right people in and drill it. Um, you know, it's washing its face sort of thing at the moment. So, yeah, I, I think you know, my view is that Genesis will deck the you know the notice of meeting in the next you know week, couple of weeks, you know, which is what according to their timetable. Um, you know, they've alleviated some of those conditions in terms of you know uh, the 25 million deposit for um, uh, for St Barbara, yeah, uh, and, and 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 revisiting those plans. I think. Um, you know, the market was sort of going, oh, well, how can Silver Lake pay for this? And it's like, well, uh, or, or, or why are they? I think I think what it does show is there's a lack of, you know, good quality Australian assets out there that are potentially for sale. Like there's probably yeah. some projects. they're fighting are, over one of the most so, difficult ones. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but I, I, I suppose, you know, that they are underground specialists in Aravane, you know, and so I think they see, they obviously see an opportunity where they could make, you know, big synergies, rip out costs, do all those sorts of things. And we never, like, you know, we never saw their sort of side of the argument. But but I suppose that it's also third-party verification that Gualia, despite all the troubles that that um, St Barbara has had, is an asset that, you know, you've had two of the best miners in the in the business, um, you know, wanting to own. Fight for it. Fight, fight uh, for it. So I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think, as you, as you said, there, there's not much they can do. They, they would nearly have to put a binding offer in, because because the because the rails put that the timeline on if it has to be shareholder approved before June thirty otherwise those performance rights yeah. won't be converted into Genesis shares. That's right. Yeah, it seems the only way that Saint Barbara would entertain anything would be with nearly without a due diligence. Well, risk, that's right. Unco- you know, it would always be an unconditional offer or something like that. And I just, I you know, my view is I don't, I don't see that happening. I think you know the the most surprising aspect in all this is that the ASX didn't deem it. Relevant material, ma- material yeah. to not put. So they put it in their media section. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that. No, that's we, and we, um, our video link got put in there as well because they were we were the ones covering it because it wasn't we were the yeah, taking the place was, of the um, ASX. It's quite extraordinary. Well, I think um, the the. Well, what I heard was the first one didn't go up because the offer had been knocked back. So that they deemed it not material oh, because right, it okay. had been, which which is well, like a bit, you know, it's still it's still a material. It's still the fact material. That they put an I mean, offer in. Um, and then yeah. I think the second one was a bit uh, aggressive in the language uh, in parts, which is why that one didn't go up. Right. Um, yeah. No. But but clearly it was material because both share prices move reasonably. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's been, 10 or 15%, as I said, it's been so a good time to start a bloody uh, mining news <laughs> podcast with all that shit happening. It's good for us. Right, Clates, no, mate, that's right. Thank you very much for that's all that. That's all right, mate. Cheers, yep. Clates. I, no uh, you didn't have anything else, did you, JD? No, I oh, think you probably got shitloads, but mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've taken enough of their time. No, oh, no, no, all good. Thanks very all much. All right, boys, mate. good on you. Thanks, guys. The information contained in this episode of Money of Mine is of general nature only and does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. Before making any investment decision, you should consult with your financial advisor and consider how appropriate the advice is to your objectives, financial situation and needs.